This episode is sponsored by Shop Like You Give a Damn, a platform for ethical shopping for those who give a damn. ShopLikeYouGiveADamn.com is the EU's largest 100% vegan online department store for fair and sustainable fashion, cosmetics, and home essentials. Founders Alex, Kim, and Stefan are on a mission to make compassion and sustainability the new normal. That's why they founded this fully vegan, fair, and sustainable marketplace with a heart for inclusivity and social entrepreneurship. On their platform, you will find over 18,000 items from around 400 ethical brands, each carefully curated following their five main values. Vegan, fair, sustainable, inclusive, and social. They give a damn about Mama Earth and all of her inhabitants and encourage you to do the same. Use their criteria, certifications, and material options to filter on the values that matter to you the most. Their message is shop with compassion. Do not buy more than you need and always choose vegan, fair, and as sustainable as possible. Check out the ranges now at shoplikeyougiveadam.com. Hi, Rebels. Welcome to a new episode and a brand new season of Catwalk Rebel, the podcast where fashion meets compassion. I'm Sasha Camilli, a former fashion industry professional turned vegan fashion expert. I rebelled against fashion convention to stand up for what I believe in. And in this podcast, I will share stories, tips and thoughts on how to find your style and live a joyful, glamorous life the conscious way. Firstly, thanks for tuning in and for coming back. It's been a long break since our first season, and I'm so thrilled to be returning. If you haven't listened to the first season of Catwalk Rebel, please do so, as it not only features my story and how I came to veganism and ethical fashion, but also has some really inspiring interviews with amazing rebels creating change in fashion. From the designer who sold her 26 fur coats to start a faux fur brand, to the woman running the world's first leather-free fashion week, our first season was a joy to make, and I can't wait to bring you more stories this season. Now, for those tuning in for the first time who don't know my story, I'm a former fashion journalist and copywriter who left the fashion industry to work for an animal rights organization, where I still work today. I am also the founder of the first digital vegan fashion magazine in the world, vildamagazine.com, which I ran for six amazing years. And lastly, I wrote a book called Vegan Style, which is a guide to chic and stylish vegan living. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, if you chose this very podcast out of all of the thousands of podcasts out there, then it's safe to say that you are interested in living stylishly and dressing in a way that is kind to the planet. And there are a million steps that you can take to get started on that journey. But today I'd like to introduce one thing that you can do that I believe is absolutely crucial. And that is to find your personal style. Now you might wonder, what does that have to do with sustainability? So the answer to this is kind of long, but here I go. So the waste generated by the fashion industry is shocking. The equivalent of one garbage truck of textiles is burnt or sent to landfill every second. Yes, you heard that right, every second, as a result of our overconsumption of fashion. 
The way that we currently consume fashion is we see something, we buy it, wear it a couple of times, and then we get rid of it. Because we know that something else is coming to take its place in just a week or so. Because new collections are constantly pumped out into stores. Some clothing chains now release over 50, 50 collections every year, meaning that our hunger for what's new is constantly growing. This also creates insecurity and anxiety about your style and how you dress. Every time there's a new season in fashion, which today is every, every couple of weeks, magazine headlines scream about all of the must-have new styles to add to your wardrobe now without any thought to all of the items that we added to our wardrobes last season and where they will end up as more of these must-haves get added to our already overflowing wardrobes. If this weren't enough, there's also the, the proclaiming that, you know, this style is out or that design is dead, which leads to feeling like you're not quite right unless you're wearing the exact right thing. And finding your personal style is an antidote to this. Knowing who you are, what you like, what you feel good in, eliminates the need to run after seasonal must-haves, which, let's face it, they're not musts at all. Knowing what your personal style is limits impulse purchases. It helps you separate the things that you will actually wear and love from those that you might get rid of in a few weeks or months. Knowing what your personal style is also streamlines your shopping process. It makes choosing clothes easier and guarantees that you feel great about what you're wearing every day. Now, if all of this was not enough, it also helps limit your impact on the planet by ensuring that your textile waste footprint remains low. By only buying what you love and will wear for years, hopefully, you break the cycle of constantly throwing away clothing and adding to the growing pile of textiles that end up in landfill. Sounds amazing, right? So how do you actually go about finding your personal style? For me personally, this was a long process. Literally, it took years and I would say that I'm absolutely not done yet. Now, when I first realized that I was interested in fashion many, many years ago when I was in fashion university, I didn't even think about having a personal style. Funny enough, I would say that now, like I wouldn't say I'm interested in fashion or I'm passionate about fashion. I would say that I'm interested in personal style, actually. But back then, I saw myself as this fashion person, or at least, you know, a, a wannabe fashion person. I didn't ask myself, who am I? What do I like? What do I feel comfortable in? It was just, you know, I like fashion. I want that whole sex in the city look. At that time, with the people around me, liking fashion meant high heels, very feminine floral dresses, looking very girly, lots of logo prints, things that looked expensive. I went to this fashion university in Italy where I studied fashion marketing and people there dressed like that, very preppy, very feminine, the Louis Vuitton logo print on everything. So that's what I thought liking fashion meant. That's what being a fashion person was to me. Lots of logos and high heels, basically. 
I wanted a Chanel necklace with the double C's, you know, that whole thing. Only, of course, I couldn't afford Chanel like the other students at my fashion school could. I was there on a student loan. I was not at all in that life. So naturally, I found cheap knockoffs of that fashionista style and bingo, a fast fashion addict was born. It wasn't until a decade later, many years of finding myself and getting to know myself, that I actually found myself gravitating toward and settling into a style that I felt comfortable in. And I'm almost 40 years old today and I'm still refining and working on my personal style all the time. It is nowhere near finished, still very much a work in progress. And my style today is so far from what I wore at university. Many of the things I bought then I would never wear today. And who knows, in 10 years, my personal style might change again. That's not something we can control. But in the meantime, I can minimize waste and limit impulse purchases by knowing who I am style-wise and what is me when it comes to my wardrobe. So here are some steps that help me find my personal style and you just might find that they might be helpful to you too. So step one is to analyze your wardrobe. I'm talking like a big clear out. Grab everything, throw it on your bed or wherever you want and just go through every piece and see what you actually use and what you haven't worn in ages. Chances are, if you keep wearing the same thing over and over again, there's a reason for that. If you find yourself gravitating towards certain types of clothing, make a note of that. Why is that? Is it that you actually love this style or is it just a fashion comfort zone that you've settled into? It might have to do with your preferences and it might also have to do with your lifestyle, which we will discuss later. And conversely, if there are items that you haven't worn in a year, then perhaps you're not very likely to wear them this year either. And once again, there's a reason for that. Now, of course, there are exceptions. There can be that moment where you come across something and you're like, oh, I haven't worn this in ages and you end up wearing it a lot. But as a whole, like uh, in the grand uh, scheme of, the, of this, I would say analyze what gets reworn frequently. And step two is analyze your life. This is so important. And I actually talk about this in my book, Vegan Style. So basically, alongside analyzing what you wear and what you don't wear, it's important to see how your clothes fit into your life. Now, I've had difficulties with this step because sometimes the things that I love and I see myself in don't quite go with my, <laughs> with my lifestyle. I love wearing heels. Now, I'm not a big you know, stiletto person, but I love chunky heels that give a bit of lift. They give me that elevation to my outfits that I'm just obsessed with. But the thing is, my life today is like 70% walking. I live in Brighton. It's a city that's the perfect size for walking everywhere. I've never had a driver's license. I don't get the whole thing about bikes. Like, why would, why would you do that? Why would you put a helmet on where you can just take a walk? I love walking, being on my feet. I get my 10K steps in easy. And being in heels all the time just doesn't match well with that. So I've had to, you know, make some tweaks. I still have my 
ankle boots with my chunky heel, but I've also added sneakers to my wardrobe. I've gone for some chunky flat boots such as vegan Dr. Martens, and I absolutely love those. The way that this reflects on my shopping is if I find a skirt or dress or a pair of trousers that only go with heels, I think about that because many, many days in my life, I won't actually wear it. So analyze your life. What do you do on the daily? What do you enjoy doing and how do clothes come into that? If you're in a job where you dress very formally, your wardrobe might have to have a lot of suits. And if you're a busy stay-at-home mom, your clothes will have to cater to that. So keep your lifestyle in mind when you're looking at your wardrobe and thinking about what might fit in here. Because otherwise, you will end up with lots of you know, amazing clothes that you love, but you don't actually wear. And that's not what we want. So let's go to step three, get inspired. Now, this is the fun part. This is, I still do this all the time. And this basically consists in scouring Pinterest or Instagram for outfits that you love and people whose style you admire. Put together some digital mood boards. And then when you've spent a few hours with this, Analyze them. Go over them. What silhouettes stand out? What elements are recurring? Any colors that you prefer? Is there a specific aesthetic that dominates? It might be all be good to keep in mind when shopping. Also, this might be a good time to read a book. My favorite book on this topic is The Curated Closet by Anushka Rees. So that's R-E-E-S. I will put that in the show notes so you can check it out. This book is a total game changer. Now, I absolutely love this book. The author, her starting point was the same as mine was ages ago. She described herself as a total fast fashion addict. She had a wardrobe full of clothes. But every morning she found herself saying, I have nothing to wear. Which is something that I've said a lot. And I'm sure that you've said that a lot as well. When we're starting out on our personal style journeys, this is often where we start from. It might look like we have wardrobes full of clothes, but there's nothing that we actually feel excited about wearing. Funny thing, I saw this quote once that said something along the lines of, I have nothing to wear means there's nothing in my wardrobe for the person that I want to be today. And that resonates with me so, so much. So to avoid that feeling, Anushka created a system based on getting to know your fashion needs and wants in order to create a wardrobe and a style that works for you. I would say that Anushka is very much a catwalk rebel in her approach. In fact, Anushka, if you want to come on the podcast, please consider this an open invitation. She is totally against dressing for your body type, for example, which I agree with as I think that can often be restrictive and misleading. She also rejects all of those magazine, magazine speak style types like classic or bohemian and encourages personal expression. So finding your own blend of different styles. Her system is all about finding what works for you. And I could not recommend her book more. So check out her book. Um, take a look at Pinterest or, you know, old school, flip through some magazines and have a look at what kind of styles do you actually like and wish that you would wear more of. And after this, now step four is similar, but it's kind of the other way around. So it's to learn what doesn't 
work. This is every bit as important as learning what you do love. And this is actually in the book, The Curated Closet as well. So you can make a list of styles, colors, aesthetics, and elements that are not your style. Here you can take a look at both your existing wardrobe. Now, what is not in there? And you don't want to be in there either. And also in your mood boards, what colors, what cuts, what fabrics, textures did you not end up going for and why? For me, funny enough, the things that I used to wear all the time at university are on this list today. Some of them are low waist jeans, uh, ballerina flats and most types of floral print. And if you saw me when I was in my early 20s, this would be the kind of thing that I was in constantly. So this just goes to show that your personal style will change. But when you're looking at it now, this step of figuring out what doesn't work will save you time on trying to, you know, figure out whether you will wear something. It will skip you so many impulse purchases. Whenever you will come across something trendy that you know doesn't work for you, you won't have that hesitation anymore. Like, should I buy it just because it's on the cover of this magazine or it looks so good on this other person? You will know that's not me. I'll just leave it on the shelf. This will also make online shopping so much easier because there's not that, you know, opportunity to try things on immediately. But having said that, step five is about widening your comfort zone. So I know that this goes against what I just said a tiny bit, but hear me out. Leaving your fashion comfort zone can sometimes be invigorating and refreshing for your personal style. Now, going back to my own wardrobe and story, for a long time, I lived in skinny jeans. I was all about my skinnies, especially, you know, when fashion magazines a few years ago started saying that skinny jeans were dead. I held on to them even more. I saw it as a way of rebelling against fashion trends. And for me, that was very much about having a personal style, actually. And I'm still super happy that I did that. I still love my skinnies, still have all those pairs in my wardrobe. But somewhere along the way, I kind of got tired of having this uniform that I sort of reverted to all the time. And I decided to try something new. I got a pair of boyfriend jeans on Depop, which is a secondhand shopping app. And these jeans became a catalyst for a process that led me to discovering that my new favorite design is actually high waist wide leg, which is as far a departure from skinny as you could possibly get. So now I have sort of a variety of denim styles that I wear that go with different shoes and different kinds of tops, which has opened up my personal style while still staying true to the core of it. So stepping out of your fashion comfort zone can actually be hugely beneficial as long as you feel comfortable in it and you find that you have that feeling when you put it on, like this is me, this is really who I am and how I see myself, then I say go for it. And step six is all about narrowing down. So take all these elements that you found throughout this process, put them all together and the result of it will be your unique 
personal style. So a fun thing to do is try to do a tagline for your style uh, to describe it so that it's clear to you who you are fashion-wise. It might sound a bit cheesy, but trying to narrow it down with words in this way is actually very helpful to, to get an idea of what aesthetic your personal style is. For me, I remember an online vegan fashion marketplace had this style edit once that was this rock and roll chic edit. And they described it on the website as look like you don't give a fuck while giving a fuck. And someone tagged me in it and said, this is so you. And I laughed because that's my whole fashion philosophy. And I had honed it to the point that someone would recognize that as that's Sasha and connect that type of style to me. So I describe my style or the type of style I go for as grown-up rock and roll, classic with an edgy twist. And that tagline gives you an idea of what this is and also what it isn't. You know, it's not preppy, it's not boho, it's not minimalist. You get an idea of what I mean when I say that and you probably have a visual in your mind when you hear those words. So if you try and describe and put words to what your style is, it will distill things down into a clearer idea for you. That way, when you're shopping, you can scan something and think, will this fit that description? Is this, you know, Paris chic with a twist or um, modern boho or whatever you say your personal style is? You kind of feel whether things fit into that or not. And it's, it's just very helpful to have that verbal description as a tool when you are looking for clothes or when you come across something that you think might fit into your wardrobe. So these six steps really helped me create a picture in my mind of what my style was. So every time I was on an online store or in charity shops, which is largely where I shop, I pretty much only purchase secondhand fashion from apps like Depop or Vinted or I shop in charity shops. And every time I would be shopping, I would know straight away whether something was my style or it wasn't. Well, not all of the time, but most of the time I would have an idea of whether this was for me. And this had, has led to a wardrobe that not only means that I always have something to wear and I'm excited to get dressed in the morning, but also I'm not impulse shopping ever. Every new garment or accessory that comes into my life, I know exactly how it fits into my everyday, how it works with the rest of my wardrobe and how it elevates my personal style. I have an idea of how this new purchase will go with the other items I have. I know on which occasions I will wear it. And I know that I will feel confident in it. Does this mean I never have bad purchases anymore? Absolutely not. Of course not. I still do that. I bought a pair of shoes just a couple of weeks ago that are devastating my feet. I mean, you, don't, you do not want to see my feet right now. They look like a battlefield because these shoes are such a disaster. So we all have bad purchases every once in a while. But to me, this happens much, much less than before. And as a result of having gone through this process, I pretty much never get rid of clothes anymore unless they are 
very, very old. I never throw anything out unless it's literally falling to pieces. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. I <laughs> My clothes get to a stage where they start to have stains and holes and I'm still like, no, but I love this so much. And by that stage, it's usually been around for years. I've created lots of amazing memories with it. So it's a total win-win for, for me, for the planet, and for your wallet as well. Like you'll save so much money by not giving in to all of the commercial bullshit that we're fed with all the time. Like all these lines, like you must have this or things to buy now. You'll just look at them and be like, no, no, thank you. No peplum ruffled collar block mini skirt for me today or whatever it is that's the trend of the day but yeah you'll feel much more confident in your uh, in your shopping and in your choices so that's the episode for today and I really hope this resonated with you and if you want to know more about the topic of finding your personal style you can go to sashacamilli.com and sign up to my newsletter so you can download my free ebook dedicated to this very topic, finding your personal style. It has lots of tips, not only from me, but also from expert stylists working in the fashion industry who have shared their best advice on finding and honing your fashion personality. I'll put the link in the show notes, go and download it today. I would love to know how you're finding your personal style and what your journey looks like and how you are rebelling against the trend mindset and the throwaway fashion mentality to live stylishly and consciously. So please do connect with me on Instagram. We are at Catwalk Rebel, and you can find me at Sasha Camilli on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And of course, there's my website. You can sign up to my newsletter. And if you like this episode, or if you listened to season one and liked it, then please, please leave a review in the podcast app. Literally, I will do a little dance of joy in my bedroom if you do that. So please consider leaving a review. It's so, so helpful to people making podcasts. And thank you so much for, um, to David Camilli for our music and sound production. And thanks so much to all of you for tuning in. I will talk to you soon again. And in the meantime, have a fabulous, rebellious day. Bye, Rebels. Thank you.